0: My name is Stephanie uh, Cafrigado, and I'm originally from Togo, West Africa, and I'm currently a student at Catholic Theological Union, CTU. It is a great honor for me today to share my vocational story with you as a lay ecclesial minister. Most of the times when we talk about sharing a vocation story, many tend to only think about religious life or marital life. However, from my experience, I have come to realize that each one of us has a vocation and we are called to serve God's people in different ways. Some are called to be physicians, politicians, lawyers, teachers, etc. And some others are called to serve others in the church and in the world. Therefore, the first part of my presentation, I will talk about my vocation. And in the second part, I will share the light on how one should descend and answer the call to lay a Christian ministry. You can hold on your questions. At the end, there will be Q&A. So to begin with, I am the youngest of a family of six children. I was born and raised in Lomi, the capital city of Togo in West Africa. I am fortunate enough because I come from a middle class family in Togo. Both my mother and my father worked in the public administration. At the youngest of the family, I started going to church with my mother, who was an evangelical Christian at that time. And now she's a converted Catholic because of my commitment you know, to our church, of course. So. I remember that the first Christian song I learned was in the evangelical church. However, at the age of nine, I followed my father, Antoine, to the Catholic church because Togo is a patriarchal society. So I have to follow my father. But in my case, all my school friends were Catholics, and I wanted to be a Catholic. I was baptized in the Catholic Church in 1995, and three years later, I was confirmed. After my confirmation at the age of 15, like many teenagers, I was not devoted into any activities in my parish. I would sometimes miss Sunday Mass. At that time, I was in high school, and my ultimate goal was to gain knowledge and, of course, find a good job when I graduate, go to university, get married afterwards, and have children. I had no idea about ministry. But because I liked singing and dancing during cultural events in my high school, my Catholic schoolmates recommended that I should be part of a choir in my parish. However, I said no. And I told them that I had another plan for my life. One thing I remember is, on one holy Saturday after mass, my friend came back to me again and told me that the divine word missionaries working in my parish were looking for young people to start a youth choir. But since I still did not have any desire in being part of a choir, I started hiding myself from my friend, and I always found excuses to not go to their gatherings. Is this sound familiar to anyone here? <laughs> <laughs> so let's see how God is going to operate in my life. So after many notes to my friends, I had decided to try something with them. My intention was just to go to the choir practice and have fun. I had no intention of praising God. I was young and I did not know what I was doing. In fact, that was the beginning of my ministry. In summer 2003, my friend and I started this choir of the youth, which later on was officially recognized in 2004 and named after St. Anno Johnson, who was canonized along with St. Daniel Comboni by Pope John Paul II in October 5, 2003. I became then one of the the founding members. At that time, I was 19 years old, and I was a freshman at the University of Lumi, the Department of Language and Literature. And I was dreaming to get my master's degree in four years and become an interpreter. I don't know if you are aware of this, but in most French-speaking countries, the high educational system is different. It is baccalaureate, license, master, and then doctorate. So you need to, you need to get your baccalaureate before you start university, which is basically a bachelor's here. So I got my my baccalaureate already, and I was so proud of myself to be a university student. Unfortunately, I could not make it through my studies because I became sick and the doctors could not diagnose the sickness. That was the beginning of my sufferings that led me to cultivate my faith and discern my vocation. I was forced to leave the campus for a while due to, the, due to my, persistence, my persistent sickness. Then I started going to church from Monday to Sunday, visiting the Blessed Sacrament, praying unceasingly and committing myself to the parish activities. By committing myself to the parish activities, especially in the liturgy and prayer, it was very hard for me to be at home, especially on the weekends. My mother became very upset about me because she was a full-time administrative assistant at a public middle high school. And you know this stuff is very, you are very busy. And as a, because I was the youngest of the family, she worked from Monday to Friday, and she was expecting to spend some time with me on weekends. However, no, she could not find me at home. I radically changed, and no one could understand what was going on with me, except God. I found a joy in doing parish activities, and I felt felt in love with Jesus. I have grown in faith, and I had a total confidence in Jesus' healing power. My mother tried in vain to convince me to be more often at home by, by getting more beautiful clothes and shoes for me. My heart was still in the parish activities and with the new friends I made in my parish. To obey my mom in 2006, I stopped going to my choir practice for a while in order to be at home. Nevertheless, one day I woke up early in the morning to light up my candle and pray, and suddenly something brought me back to my bed as if I was drunk. I went back sleeping, and in my dream, I saw Jesus on the place I used to light up a candle to pray. He said to me, pray for your couple and keep singing to your Lord. I saw Jesus holding in his hand a music sheet with a blessed sacrament song that I know very well. While singing with Jesus, I heard one of my brothers calling me from the window, and I said to Jesus, wait for me a little bit. As soon as I turned my head to the window to speak to my brother, Jesus disappeared. I woke up from my bed crying and screaming, I spoke to my mother and my family, but no one could understand me. I ran to see my spiritual director. I thought I was calling to be a nun. However, my spiritual director advised me that Jesus is not called everybody to be religious people on the earth. The most important thing is what and how you will commit yourself in serving God. And you have to discern your vocation and understand what God is calling you to do. After this experience with Jesus, I started going back to the choir practice. In 2007, one day after Mass, I met, with my, I met my parish priest who asked me, To come and see him when I was free. I was worried. I thought it was something related to my absence to the youth choir because I was known to be one of the founding members. But when I got there the next day, he told me he needed two people, a lady and a gentleman, to coordinate the parish activities at Catholic Radio Maria Togo. I was shocked because I did not see myself fulfilling this responsibility. Once he asked me, do you want to do this job, I said no. No, Father, please ask somebody else. He responded back to me. I have consulted many parishioners, and the majority gave me your name, including the parish council members. I became nervous. As Moses argued with God in the Bible, I started arguing with my parish pastor and asked him, Father, I don't have any degree <laughs> in communication. <laughs> he didn't respond to me. And my next question was, how can I get to the radio station? Because I was living it's kind of in the suburb, and the radio was in downtown. So how can I get to the radio? station downtown. I do not have money. I'm just a student. He replied to me, we will provide you with the transportation. I kept asking him questions after questions. He finally told me Stephanie, go home, think about it and let me know when you are ready. On my way back home I was wondering why among many young and committed people in the parish, it was just me, he was asked to do this job. I did not find any answer to my questions. After some time of discernment, I said, I'm going to try. I said yes, and this yes has brought me far to where I am now. So by accepting coordinating the activities of my parish, I became one of the main reporters of the entire Archdiocese of Lomé, And I got the chance to be selected among many journalists in 2011 in Africa to cover Pope Benedict, Benedict XVI's visit in, to Beni. That was a blessing for me to meet a pope in Africa. <laughs> and as a young lady, to work with many religious people from different countries, including cardinals and well-known communicators coming from home. I cried at the airport when the Pope's flight landed, and I cried in my hotel room. I could not believe it that I was part of this religious experience. At this point, I finally knew that God is calling me to minister to people in the church. After this experience, I felt the need to discern my vocation, to go deep into my faith and answer to the call. Accordingly, in 2012, I left my home country, Togo, to join the Divine Word Missionaries Lay Ecclesian Ministry Program in Epworth, Iowa, in America. So, how one should discern and answer the call to lay ecclesial ministry? Let's start the second part. <laughs> Unlike what many think, laity is a true ministry in the Church. For, Zeny, for Fox Zeni, in his article, Overview of Lay Ecclesial Ministry Development and Practice, in 1999, quote, subcommittees of the US Bishop Conference affirmed that laity is the gift of the spirit to the church. Thus, lay ecclesial ministry is rooted in the sacrament of initiation and special charism of the spirit. So are they sending a call to lay ecclesial ministry is to understand the power of the baptism and the first communion. By baptism, we are called to be like Christ, and hence, all Christians are called to do ministry. This is our true identity as Christians. We are called to be priests, prophets, and kings. Baptism is the primary sacrament of the Church. And Professor Bevent and Schroeder said that ordination is not the first sacrament, talking to students, and the community is the primary bearer of mission. So, while I was sharing my vocational story, you will realize that with my first communion and baptism, I became part of the universal church a church with a big C. I am standing here today, coming from other parts of the world, you know, other parts of the world, coming from far away, Africa, because, I'm talking to you, giving this talk, because with the sacrament of initiation, me and you are bound together as a community. With the Sacrament of Initiation, we share the same mystery with Jesus Christ and we participate in the saving activity of God. Accordingly, I understood earlier in my life that as a member of the Catholic Church, I have responsibilities and expectations toward my church. So with our first communion, we are called to be missionaries in the world. So let's play a little bit with the word Ecclesia, the word Ecclesia, Ecclesia which comes from Latin Ecclesia and from Greek Ecclesia means the church and church as the second council Vatican define it is a people of God, in other words we as people we are the church. So lay ecclesia ministry is basically composed with faithful lay people who have a potentiality or a capacity to lead the church. People who are recognized as gifted and are ready to serve one another in the world, in the church and in the world. So with the idea of communion as people of God, laity mission is very important. Like the Adventist stated, the church on earth is missionary by its very nation. I'm a little bit tired. So I would like to talk now about discernment. Um, to move on with my presentation. So, I think like every vocation, discernment starts with prayer, wondering, dialogue with God, asking questions to oneself and to God. Discernment requires an openness uh, to the Spirit of God to lead you. And discernment also is find a time to know yourself, to know who you are, and to study theology, especially if you want to be a lay Christian minister. So I would like to talk to you about my experience when I was in uh, Epworth in Iowa. I was in formation and for four and a half years, and formation for me was hard. And I know many who have been in formation, and uh, who are seen in the formation, they know how formation is hard. But what what uh, can in differ a lay ecclesiastical a minister from a simple lay minister is the formation. Because formation is where you will know if you are really called to do the job you want to do. Because formation is kind of the time you will discern yourself as somebody going to evaluate you and your whole community will evaluate you. And we were many people in our program, but not all of us naked. So, and sometimes that, when I was even in, being a lay person, sharing, you know, uh, class and food with seminarians and priests, it was very stressful. And it was, it was, there was a time I wanted to quit because I don't know what I was doing there, and that was not my plan. But I just realized that through my formation, I am called to be a minister, because it's not easy. And I know father and uh, sister, and they know what is formation and how it's very hard, and now, how a lay person will live with <laughs> within the community of religious people, is very hard. But I made it, I made it the, uh, the, uh, uh, by the grace of God, I made it. So, so discernment is also openness, openness to the Spirit of God to lead you, to guide you, to mold you, and to transform you. Discern- discernment is to listen to God's voice. And most of the times, God does not speak to us in the traffic or in the noise, <laughs> I will say that. But I think God always speaks to us, it's a one-on-one conversation God does with us. God likes to speak to us in private, so it is our responsibility to find quiet time to reflect and mediate on our own lives and ask questions to God what God wants us to do with our life. This is very important for us as Christians. I know as a student, sometimes we are very busy. I know myself, sometimes I don't, I even if I have many assignments, I will forget to pray. But I always find a private time to have a conversation with God because discernment doesn't stop. It's your whole life. It's a, it's a lifelong journey. You can, you can say yes today, tomorrow. You can say no, or you can always be reluctant. And you cannot say that this is what I will do for my whole life. You can change your decision anytime. So we need to always hold on and always pray for our vocation. So I will say that it's all our, uh, lay ministry, as I said, is also part of the formation. And formation is something that is also a lifelong journey. It's not, you, you can't say that I'm done with the formation. You also you also have to uh, to read the Bible, go to a special direction, take some some psychological tests, and form yourself to be well prepared to do ministry to others. So, if you want to be a lay ecclesial minister, it 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 uh, you have to to be more to be well prepared to do this ministry, this kind of ministry. It's easier said than done. And we all also need to call the Holy Spirit to help us through our journey. So to conclude my presentation, vocation is not a competition. It is the joy you find in things you do and how you live your life toward God and others. It is an invitation. Thank you.